So over the past week, we've seen a lot of protests happening across the country and across the world for the Black Lives Matter movement in support of George Floyd. And we've also seen an eruption of social media and its participation in those protests. And this isn't the first time we've seen social media take a big part in helping users organize across the globe. We've seen it in Hong Kong and other places. And today, Jason Perlow and I are going to talk about social media, the good, the bad, and what it should really be in order to help protect people during these protests. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow. This is Jason Square. All right, Jason, so as we've watched these protests throughout the last week, 10 days or so, a lot of it's taken place on social media as far as organization goes and communication. What are some of the good things about social media in times like this? So social media, again, you know, it, if you think about what technologies people have today versus what they had in 1968, where we had comparable protests with Watson and Los Angeles, we have so much technology now at our disposal that allows people to better communicate with each other, right? We have cell phones. Everybody has a cell phone. Um, everybody has most people, a lot of people have personal computers, right? So the, the amount of data that we can transmit to each other is huge in terms of volume, whether it's on Facebook or it's on Twitter. We have the ability to communicate over texts. We have the ability to share uh, our whereabouts selectively with people that we trust. So for example, I use find my iPhone with my wife, right? who if I, if, if I were to be at a protest with my wife, I would know if we were to get separated, I would know exactly where she is. There's also similar features in, in Android as well with yeah. Google Maps where you can share your whereabouts with your friends. Yeah, Google location sharing. So in terms of, of being able to facilitate safety, right? Um, I think it's a fantastic thing, um, especially if you're talking about just basic communication features of, of these devices. Now, when you add social media on top of it, um, there is one is accountability and recording of information, right? So uh, back in um, in 2001, I wrote a bit about 9-11, uh, right? And the, how we were able to piece together stories of, of what happened that day by the thousands of people that were on the ground in New York City, by them being able to record things on, not even, they didn't even have smartphones at the time. In 2001, they really had, well, they had Blackberries, they had a few other things. They had, um, you know, the little Razor phones, but those had cameras, those could record. Right. And those recordings were sent to news agencies, so they were able to piece together information much better than they could have with just two guys with a camera and a van and a, and a satellite uplink, right? We were able to, I mean, that story was able to be retold in much greater accuracy than any other major news event of, of the time. So. With social media, we even get to amp that even up. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Twitter back in 2001. We didn't have salt. We didn't have smartphones. Right. The technology that we have available to us allows us to make people accountable, number one, right? So if you're on the ground, you can record what the police officers are doing. Um, the police officers have body cams, right, that record what they're doing that will make them accountable if, if that information gets requested. Um, there's also the ability for us to communicate in secure fashion, right, with other people, right? So Twitter um, uh, and, 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 and Facebook and the messaging apps have encrypted capabilities, right? So that can be done undercover, so to speak. Yeah, and um, Signal so has done quite a bit here. I know it's not social media, but speaking of messaging, Signal, the encrypted messaging app that's used by a lot of people, just 
release an update strictly for the protesters. You could blur out faces and images. It, it does a lot of stuff there. Yep. And then there's the broadcast aspect, right? So you have Facebook Live, which is a record, which turns every single person into a TV studio. Yeah, right? essentially. So, so every single person can broadcast. Um, those recordings can be stored for future review by, by the authorities in the event that human beings create crimes, whether it's the police themselves or, 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 or people that are not peacefully protesting, right? The people that are engaging in, in, in property damage and violence and hurting other people. We want to know who did this. Um, and, you know, just, just being able to, like, again, it's a broadcast platform, whether it's, whether it's a, a text stream on Twitter or with accompanying, um, you know, captured information, whether it's uh, photographs. Um, this is all um, historical evidence that can be preserved and, and, and reviewed at later dates. You know, we may be looking at this data 20 years from now, sure. just as, you know, we, we see television broadcasts from the 1960s, right? Um, you know, that preserved for eternity, right? Right, this yeah. Maybe preserved for a long time. Yeah, and I think that's the most, uh, for me, at least, social media during this time is my way. I, I'm in the middle of Colorado. There's stuff going on in Colorado, but not near as much as there is. I mean, in, even in Denver, there's a lot going on. But where I'm at, there's not very much going on. Um, so I, for me, social media is allowing me to, to watch history happen right in front of my eyes it, all over the world. I'm not limited to just what comes out in the newspaper tomorrow or what's on the 10 PM news. Now you got a thousand channels of stuff, right? And, and, and from a, a lot of different perspectives, the police perspective, the protesters perspective, and I'm able to take all that information and, um, and, and watch it and learn and, and, you know, see what's going on. As for, for the protesters themselves, I, I think Twitter is, an invaluable tool for them communicating with each other and organizing and, and letting each other know, hey, the cops are marching on this street here and they're working this, their way this way. We need to turn, you know, how they're organizing on Twitter um, and through other social media networks. But I think Twitter is probably the best because it's live, it's instant. It doesn't yeah. have an algorithm, you know, that it does, but it's easy to, to reformat it so it's live and instant. Uh, so there's a lot of good there with social media in general and helping people and exposing plenty of stuff. I mean, to be perfectly honest, these protests wouldn't be happening if we didn't have smartphones that record, you know, police brutality and then post it to social media. So, I mean, it's exposed quite a bit, but there's also a flip side to this and that's the bad side of social media, which is false information is misleading information is, uh, there's a ton there that, that, you know, it's not all good. Right. Well, that's correct. So with social media, there's a high amplification risk of unverified information, right? Um, what, what you typically see happening, you know, on Twitter is people having to correct as things happen, right? So, you know, you can potentially see an image or a, 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 a video posted um, that might represent information that was, one, didn't happen where it happened, that's one thing that could happen. It's happened in the past, you know, especially with terrorist attacks that we've seen abroad, um, actually turns out to be war footage from a different country. Right. We've seen or, that. Or footage from a movie. You know, or, 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 or yes, but I, mean, I even saw World War Z footage being shown this week 
Yeah. Um, as if it was a news, as it was, you know, you know, Los Angeles burning down in, in, in flames, I'm like, oh my God, but really it's, it's from a movie, right? And those kind of tweets and those kind of posts on Facebook are the ones that get shared like crazy. And, they get and, amplified. Yeah, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but keep going. Right. So that's one thing. The other is uh, potential. One, it could be from the wrong, wrong place, could be from the wrong time. Yeah. Um, and so, so those things can be, can be magnified very quickly. Uh, in, 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 as, in, in when, when stuff is happening. Right. So, and it, and it, and it, it can be magnified by people, one with, with no followers, because suddenly something like that catches someone's attention that has a lot of followers and then it's amplified. Um, and the other problem is, is that there are many quote unquote verified accounts Right. That are not necessarily from people who are reputable or are people with, with media ethics, so to speak, right? So the, the point of having a verified account on Twitter and, and Facebook, which has less of them, right? Um, I've tried to be verified on Facebook. It's almost impossible to get verified on Facebook unless you really are a celebrity. But on Twitter, you have verified accounts. And it used to be that verified accounts were for news personalities or celebrities, right? But primarily media people, right? right. Um, and those were people that typically had hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. Um, those were quote unquote trustworthy sources. But now we have people with tens of millions of followers that are not trustworthy and, are, and spread information that is not trustworthy. And that's quite, unfortunately, that's very dangerous for the average person. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think false information or people trying to uh, control the narrative with false information is probably social media's biggest issue. It, and the hard part is most people will look at a tweet, and I've, I've been guilty of this in the past, or look at a Facebook post and accept it for what it is and not do any research behind it because, hey, it has 10,000 retweets or 4,000 shares on Facebook and all these comments and likes and everything else. Um, and it's very easy for someone to change the narrative around the topic, especially during protests when there's chaos. And, and it's hard to fact check everything that's happening in real time because Twitter is live, because Facebook live video comes out. It, it's hard to fact check everything that you're seeing or reading. And so, like you said, there's a lot of corrections and a lot of issues. We see it every time there's a mass shooting. There's always reports there's two or three shooters, always. Every single mass shooting. Right. Uh, there are multiple shooters but then it comes out later on that everyone was just confused in the chaos, in the moment, there was only one shooter. And, and it's the same principle here for protests, right? There's a lot of chaos, especially after curfew when the clashes really start to happen. Um, and so it's hard to verify everything. And these aren't just random people who are trying to change the narrative or influence people's opinion. These are nation states that are doing this. It's been proven right. over and over that governments, foreign governments are trying to change and incite different aspects of violence or you know opinion on what whatever in this moment it's the protests another moment it you know it's the election whatever it is and it's far too easy for that to happen well that's the that's the other aspect right so like you know 50 years ago right when we had mass protests you know uh, like I said, during 1968 there was no ability for a foreign actor really to influence the local population, right? The only media, right. the only media capabilities that we had at the time were the were the were the major television networks, 
and the the newspapers. That's how right. people got their information, right? And it, and and the ability for a foreign actor or a bad actor to inject information into that process was nearly impossible. Was quite frankly almost impossible, right? But now, because now because you have these platforms which work across the entire world, right? Anybody can have a voice in those platforms, right? So, so I mean, and you could, and and you know, the amount of actors that are involved from any country, um, in any organization could 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 be you know massive in, during 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 you know, and we're talking about protests that are going yeah. across the entire country, the entire world now simultaneously, right? I mean, when it's not just the United States, we're seeing these protests in France, Germany, UK, um, all, all over the place right, right now. Yeah, there's a lot of support out there for what's going on. So, so like I so act actors, you know, like I said, have are empowered now, right? Because they anybody can make a Twitter account, anybody can make a Facebook account, anybody can gather hundreds of thousands of millions of followers very quickly. Yeah, you could buy followers on face or on Twitter very easily. Right. You can even buy them on Facebook. Yeah, but I, and, and these actors are, are producing social media accounts by the dozens or the hundreds in many yeah. cases. It could be, I mean, these bots, right? You have this entire concept of bots that are, the, they're not even, you know, they're, they're, they're Twitter accounts that are run in an automated fashion, um, spitting out, you know, tremendous amounts of false information, just re retweeting the same thing over and over across hundreds of thousands of accounts. Yeah, whenever yeah. I see a questionable tweet show up, I, what I normally do is I take a couple sentences or a few words from it and search Twitter for that exact phrase. And it's very easy to spot when it's a bot network that is trying to pass along some sort of idea or thought because you'll see hundreds of accounts with that same exact tweet or a form of that same exact tweet being posted. And it's not coincidence that these people are posting the same thing. That's, yeah. that's a bot and network information, spreading yeah. information, false information. All right, so Jason, how there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad here, but how does social networking, social media get better when it comes to protesters? Like, where can they, what can they do? Where, where do we go from here? Because it's not perfect and there's a lot wrong. So there has to be an interest in proving the technology, right? Uh, we have two major players in the space that can make technological changes uh, to improve uh, the reliability of the communications, right? So, and also the, the, the verifiable accounts, right? Right now, only media people, right, can get verifiable accounts. Um, you're, there needs to be a way for, for, there needs to be a way for the information to be validated in some way for veracity as, as it's posted, right? Um, I think the fact that this is, it, that Twitter and Facebook are both, let's throw us up against the wall platforms and, and we'll worry about the consequences later yeah. is a lot of the problem. Yeah, um, and they're trying to fact check stuff, but there's so much information coming out. You know, I've seen more uh, fake, fake or false information warnings on Facebook posts over the last week than I ever have. So Facebook is trying, but there's a lot that's not getting flagged. No, and, and there are third-party watchdog agencies. I've written about NewsGuard, for example, quite a bit in the last couple of months. Um, NewsGuard is a, uh, a watchdog company that was formed in New York City by uh, former journalists. And what they do is that they do uh, fact-checking 
of uh, new sources, right? So what they created is a, as a browser extension, if you install it in Chrome or, or Edge, that it tells you if the website you're looking at is you practices good ethics and, and transparency um, and is a reliable source of news or is not a reliable source of news. So if it's a reliable source, you get a green check mark, right? Everything that's shown on that page that is a link to a news site or a website has a green check mark. If it's not reliable, it's red. And then you can click into that site and it'll show you what they call a nutritional report, which is a long dossier that's been written on that website and explains where does their funding come from, what is their political leanings, all that kind of stuff. And whether or not they've, they've, they've transmitted false news in the past or, or whether or not they've issued corrections on that news. So that's just one example of the type of watchdog type activity that can be set up for websites. I think similar things could be done for Twitter and Facebook as well. Yeah, there that has to be an initiative. There has to be a desire to do that. Right. By those companies. Because right. we can't rely on third-party apps that someone has to seek out, which means they acknowledge there's a problem with false information, right? You're only going to seek that out if you realize internally that there's a problem with false and misleading information and install it. Someone who doesn't realize that it's not going to install NewsGuard no. or anything it's like gotta that. Be built into the it has to be built into the platforms or it's not going to work at scale. That's right. For sure. And there, there needs to be a way, back to your point about verifying, there needs to be a way to verify certain maybe protest leaders in an area um, who are putting out valid information and are worth following because you know what they're saying is going to be true and reliable information. Um, so that's, that's one aspect of it. But the other one is uh, a built-in NewsGuard-like service where for everyone else that's not verified because you still have right. floods of information and floods of tweets that stuff is fact-checked in near real time hopefully um and then flagged you know what is true and what isn't yeah i mean there's this i guess there's this concept of citizen observers right you know people that are sort of almost like embedded news reporters maybe you know people that specialize in this sort of thing but i mean again you know we've had problems where legitimate news reporters are being arrested in the right. field and their capabilities are being shut down. So that's problematic, right? So, so the, the, pr the press, the rights of the press have to be respected um, as they're supposed to be. And, and, and when that breaks down, then the whole thing breaks down. That's, that's what we're witnessing, unfortunately, right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is unfortunate. Um, so any other thoughts on what social media needs to do going from here? Well, like I said, accountability is key. And the executives that run these social media companies need to understand um, the power that they wield. It's um, tremendous the importance, power. The importance of their platforms, um, what the consequences of not report, of, of, not, of, not, uh, of not validating the information and not acting quickly on false information. Um, does for to the average individual what 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 the stakes are yeah you know? they're pretty high right now yeah i i think that and facebook has kind of tried this but i don't think they truly enforce it um going to a system where you have to verify your identity and your account needs to reflect who you truly are in the real world real world and get away from anonymous accounts because there's you know we, we've heard the phrase or used the phrase before keyboard warrior um I think being able to hide behind a screen and a keyboard is a lot of what's inciting 
the violence right, right. now um, and being able to say stuff that just you know shouldn't be said anywhere let alone on social media so if you're actually going to put your face and your name to an account you're going to be a lot more responsible with what you say what you report and what you do on, on any online platform period you know anything that is built in an anonymous environment is going to have a lot of hate and a lot of just nasty stuff i mean you go into <laughs> any reddit subthread or subreddit. Oh, i agree you know there's the whole like, anonymous coward syndrome where people are willing while they're anonymous to say certain things they would never say you know in, in public you know if right. they were identified so, but this, this is kind of a two-edged sword right you want the ability for anonymous reports to be filed about you know uh, things like police brutality right you don't want people to identify themselves right potentially um especially in other countries i mean united states we we have an advantage right we, we this is a democracy Right, um, and technically, if 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 a citizen files a report right against a law enforcement agency or the government, that's no one's going to get put into jail for doing that. In theory, right? because that's freedom of speech, right? That's our First Amendment right. But in other countries, right, like China, right, where they've had mass protests. And they have used social platforms of different types. Um, those people have real consequences if they're identified as as being protesters, right? right. They get they will get arrested and thrown into jail, right? In just fact, for what, being what, there, not even for posting. Just for being there. So right. China, as a matter of fact, has got, has gotten to the point where they're now spraying people with blue paint, yeah. so that if you're in, if you are protesting, you are if you have been in the area, they spray you with paint. And as you're walking out of the protest area, they arrest you because you're blue. Yeah, I saw that. So my point with anonymous versus verified accounts and actual using identities is I think there should be a whistleblower system set up built into these networks, right? Where people can anonymously report something. And I don't know what that would look like. That That's for a lot smarter people than myself to figure out. But there still needs to be a pathway to re anonymous, anonymously report that kind of stuff, but the main feed of your social network should be you and you should be accountable. I mean, we've seen people post idiotic stuff and lose their right. jobs and have real world effects on their life. I think that needs to become more common. I, I do agree accountability needs to be more common, but how we implement that technologically speaking I don't have any good ideas at this time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's the problem, right? Is social media was created to allow people to communicate in real time, but I don't think anyone was able to foresee that it would be used like this. And so there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of hesitation to solve those issues by the leadership at the main social networking companies, Twitter and Facebook, you know, um, We've seen some work done in the last week or so uh, towards holding people accountable for what they're saying, but it's not gone far enough. Yeah, so I, I think the platforms themselves are, are just trying to figure out what they can and they cannot do legally in the context of other operations in the, in the different foreign countries in which they operate, right? Because these are not just American companies, right? Twitter and Facebook, again, yeah, they have a presence in the United States. They have users in the United States, but they also have users all over the planet, right? Yeah. So they, those platforms have to, have to be, have to function within the legal constructs of every single country 
sure. we operate in. And yeah, United States, we're, 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 we're a constitutional democracy, right? But there are countries that are not even close to being constitutional democracies that, the, that these platforms operate in. Right. So they're worried about that. Are they going to be accountable from, of the laws of the countries that they're operating in? Right. And this stuff just travels all over the place. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the question is, are there going to be separate Twitters and separate Facebooks for separate countries? Are we going to start putting all these things into, into different silos now because they, they, they want to protect themselves legally in all these different countries? I don't know. I certainly hope um, not. You know, part yeah, of that, it would dilute the value of what these platforms could actually do. Yeah, part of the good that we talked about earlier is the ease of spreading information throughout the world, not just a certain demographic or geographic area at all. Yeah. And, and you know, we do have two leaders in charge of these two companies, right? Very much one, so. one of which, um, you know, has been high, had for years, highly reluctant to police. Uh, political leaders' statements, even though they may violate the terms of use of their platform, right? Because because they so they gave them essentially an exemption to to, to be bad actors and, and transmit information to millions and millions of people that otherwise, if it was you and me saying those things, we would have been thrown off those that platform. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, so and he and you know Twitter's starting to come around by you know doing live fact checking of certain things that are being said. Right, but they really haven't done it in mass. They've only done it with a few tweets so far. So they've been even reluctant to use that superpower to begin with. Highly reluctant to use it. And Facebook, um, honestly, I believe has has failed most of its its users because because its its leader um, doesn't seem to understand uh, the the impact of 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 you know the the, the issues. That, that are that are facing its users in, in 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 real life. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great point. And I think it's a great place to end as well. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perillo. This is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.